Welcome to the Revolutionary Insights Podcast number 30, Should Christians Be in Politics? The uh, podcast today is going to touch on that very, very important question. Not only should Christians be in politics, but should churches be in politics? Should pastors be in politics? Uh, that's something that should not be controversial, but it is. We're going to discuss that today. But uh, you can also go to my, if you'd like, go to my revolutionaryinsights.com website. Uh, I'm trying to do some changes there and still working on it. It's, uh, you know, anybody who ever tries anything technical uh, that's not a technical person, sometimes it can be somewhat difficult. So I'm still working on changing the site around it a little bit. So if you notice any differences, any changes, if, when you go back there, you know, just bear with us till we get the whole thing, uh, the whole thing finished. But you can go find my three books there, uh, Prickett's Fort, uh, Where's the Party, and uh, Inside the House of David. Uh, Prickett's Fort historical novel, uh, Where's the Party, a novel, Where do the political parties stand in relation, not a novel, but a book about where the political parties stand in relation to the Ten Commandments. And then Inside the House of David, which is a commentary on uh, the, the uh, book of Second Samuel. The, uh, also, you can find the podcast there. Uh, it's pretty much the same place you find the books. You can find the, uh, that as well. And uh, so go ahead, check out the site. Send me a question. Send me something if you want me to talk about a specific topic, specific issue. I've done that for a few people that had requested that. Uh, I'll be happy to, uh, to talk about an issue that maybe I haven't touched on already. Also, you can find me on Facebook. I'm going to be doing more with the Facebook page. But uh, Facebook is obviously facebook.com slash uh, BillHawkins.RevolutionaryInsights. Uh, and uh, obviously, that is a theme you've already picked up on, is that my email address is BillHawkins at RevolutionaryInsights.com. Now, go, just go ahead and get into, the, uh, into today's, uh, today's issue, which is our question, which is, should Christians be in politics? Now, ideally, it'd be great if we didn't have to be in politics. Uh, we could just concentrate it on being a good Christian. However, that's not the case. Um, history tells us that the government, when it operates outside of the principles of God, becomes an enemy of Christians, becomes an enemy of God. Sometimes going so far as to even kill Christians, to try to silence God. Uh, Christians, therefore, have the right to self-defense, don't we? Don't we have the right to defend ourselves? We have the right to defend our home. Is our nation not our home? Uh, you know, it, yes, our nation is our home. We have a right to defend it. Uh, as Christians, we have a right to defend ourselves. And it's not going against God to defend yourself. Matter of fact, Self-defense is a, god, a godly principle. So we need to defend ourselves. Not only our physical selves, but we need to defend our spiritual selves as, as well. The, uh, so the idea that Christians lawfully participate in government pretty much is akin to self-defense, if you want to look at it in the most, you know, say the most extreme form of it. But our American Constitution begins with three words. We the people. Our government is not a separate entity from the people. The people, we are the government. And therefore, if you are uh, an American, 
then you are the government. If you are a Christian American, then you are the government. And then you have the right to participate in that government. Not only do you have the right to participate in the government, but I would go so far as to say, and this is not a stretch, this is actually what we should be doing. As Christians, we should be involved in our government. Now that, yeah, let's put it this way. I remember people saying, I'm actually, I remember when I was, uh, when I was uh, a young man and I was going to a church and I was very interested in politics. Uh, not for the idea of just politics itself, but politics and Christianity. I was, I was a, a kind of a newborn Christian. Uh, I was saved when I was 15 years old. And so I mentioned that. I think the youth pastor one day said something to me about, you know, what are you interested in doing? And I said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in politics. I, you know, and uh, he said, well, you shouldn't be interested in, interested in that. And I'm like, why not? And he said, because religion and politics don't, don't mix. And he said, you've got to keep them separate. And that kind of blew me a little bit of a blow at the, at the time. But I thought to myself, well, wait a minute. You know, how can we keep our, our spiritual life and our physical life separate? You know, we really can't. You know, God put us here on earth, and what is our purpose in life? As a Christian, you have a purpose. And if you're questioning what that purpose is, I'll be happy to tell you what that purpose is. Your purpose as a Christian is to glorify God. And the reason why you glorify God is because you're pointing toward Jesus Christ as the answer to the problems of this world, to your personal problems, to the problems of, your, of our country. The answer to everything is Jesus Christ. And so God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's our purpose. Our purpose is to point, point to God. Now, here comes the problem. If our government is pointing away from God, if our government is trying to destroy God, if you will, and to try to destroy Christians, and there is... It doesn't mean our entire government is doing that, but there is a faction within our government that is doing that. We have the right, not only through self-defense, but we have the right to do the right thing here, and that is to to be part of the government. The uh, it's, So it's up to the people to participate and to guide the government to protect us from all those that might try to change our government, and take it in a direction that would enslave the people to the government. If Christians participate in our government, which is our right, then the interest of Christians can be protected from anyone who would use our government to persecute us for our beliefs. So we are to be, we are to be motivated by love, by the way. The idea of that we are supposed to go out and we're supposed to destroy our enemies uh, that's not what God says. God doesn't say go out and destroy your enemies. God says to love your enemies. Now, <laughs> you're thinking, well, how in the world am I going to love my enemies? The idea is, is we are different as Christians. We don't react the way that the world reacts. But that doesn't also mean that we're supposed to sit back and take things, that we're supposed to be silent about uh, things that are going on in our, in our country, in our nation. Uh, we are supposed to be motivated by love when we're dealing with our fellow man, whether Christian or not. If I love my, by the way, speaking of being love, uh, of love, I'm supposed to love my family, right? 
I'm also supposed to love my community and my nation. If I love my family, my community, my nation, then I, want, I will want the best for them. So when biblical principles are practiced in any of these three cases, within your family, within your community, within your nation, when biblical principles are, uh, are practiced, then good things happen. Now when those things, those principles are abandoned, then bad things happen. You can look at our society. Has our society, has it improved or has worsened? It has worsened as we have left the biblical principles of, of God behind and gone to these humanistic principles, these principles that there is no God, or if there is a God, he doesn't have any power, and therefore it's up to man to govern himself and do what is right in his own eyes. And that's really what it boils down to. Um, again, that's why we have a seed increase in crime. That's why we see lawlessness, why we see corruption. That's why we see these riots out here. These riots aren't out there trying to, uh, to, uh, trying to turn things back to God. These riots are out here, people that are destroying, people that are defacing. Uh, they are doing a, a lot of damage to this, to this country, and they're trying to push this country further and further away from these biblical principles. So love for a fellow man means maintaining biblical principles for the benefit of everyone. If you love your fellow man, you're going to want the best for him. The best for him is Christ. Now, you can't force somebody to be a Christian. You should never try to force somebody to be a Christian. But you should love somebody to the idea that, that, hey, there's something different here. These people that are out here destroying and maiming, they are very good candidates uh, for, for Christ because they are lost and they have proven that they, they're, they're lost. What they're pushing, this idea of socialism, is not good. It's not good for, your, for you, for your family. It's not good for your, your community. It's not good for your nation. The idea of biblical principles, those principles have been proven through time over and over again to work. See, that's the thing. People say, show me where socialism has ever worked. It hasn't. Show me where biblical principles have worked. There's plenty of history we can show and prove and look back at to see where biblical principles have worked. But the idea of what's going on, well, excuse me, not the idea of what's going on here. The problem is, is that people don't understand what biblical principles are. And it's been so perverted that people that they don't under, they don't know who Christ is. They don't know what biblical principles are because we as Christians have let, have we have left the enemy define biblical principles, and that is wrong because they are misdefining what we believe. And that's why it's important for us to stand up and stand up and say what we believe, practice what we believe, show what we believe, make it be known to other people. Don't keep it to yourself. You're not supposed to keep the gospel to yourself. You're not supposed to keep biblical principles to yourself. So, but the scoffer, like I've, I've already mentioned, is going to say, but aren't Christians supposed to follow the example of Jesus and not become entangled with the world of politics? Well, to answer that question, let's look at the, at, again at the purpose of being here. The purpose of Jesus Christ coming to earth was to redeem mankind. He lived a perfect life without once sinning. He took our sins upon him and then down to the cross and he willingly gave his life for us that for those that acknowledge or their sins and trust in his sacrifice can then be redeemed because he rose from the dead. He conquered death. Then we can have a spiritual life. That's when our spiritual being is given birth. That's what the idea of being born again means. It means our, spo our spirit is born because before then our spirit is dead. 
You know, we have a spirit that cannot, uh, cannot, cannot associate with God because God's a spirit. Our spirit is dead. Well, once you're saved, God gives life to that spirit, and then you have a whole new perspective on life. That's what allows us to enter heaven because our spirit is alive and in fellowship with God. So the purpose of Christians is different than the purpose of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ's purpose was to redeem mankind. Our purpose is to point to the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ as the only way to heaven and a life more abundant while here on earth. So we're to show that God's way is the best way for the individual, for his, for his community, and as I said, for his, for his nation. That means that we operate the biblical principles for ourselves, our family, our community, and our nation. Therefore, Christians, we're supposed to participate in politics. It's not, that, it's not even a choice. We are supposed to be participating in politics. Even if it's just by voting, but be aware of who you're voting for. Make sure the candidate you're voting for holds to biblical principles himself. If you're voting for somebody who, who opposes every aspect of God, who is supporting things that God does not support, that is really an enemy of God, then that makes you, therefore, an enemy of God. Now, an ignorant enemy of God doesn't mean you're going to lose your salvation, but it does mean that you are you are helping the enemies of God to succeed in this country. That's why it's important for you to know what the issues are, where the biblical issues are, and where people stand on those biblical issues. It's very important for that. So we're again, we're blessed to be the United States of America because that gives, uh, gives each of us the right to govern by voting for leaders and to participate in our government as leaders if called by God to do so. If you doubt whether good government matters to God, then read the book of Judges. Uh, there you'll see good government that follows godly principles does indeed matter to God. Judges 2, 10 through 16. It says, And also all that generation were gathered unto their fathers, and there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. And the children of Israel did evil on the side of the Lord and served Balaam. And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them out of the land of Egypt, and followed other gods of the gods of the people that were round about them, and bowed themselves unto them, and provoked the Lord to anger. And they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtaroth. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and he delivered them into the hands of spoilers that spoiled them. And he sold them into the hands of their enemies round about so that they could not any longer stand before their enemies. Whithersoever they went out, the hand of the Lord was against them for evil, as the Lord had said, and as the Lord had sworn unto them, and they were greatly distressed. Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges, which delivered them out of the hand of those that had spoiled them. Unquote. <laughs> judges. Now, the judges doesn't mean these people are out there judging Israel. These people are actually judging the enemies of, of Israel. That's what God raised these people up to judge the enemies of Israel. And that's what they did to, to, to get rid of these enemies. So when the government became corrupted because they had forgotten the ways of God, turmoil began in their nation, speaking of ancient Israel. God cared so much for his people that he sent a deliverer. Those deliverers or judges restored the government as a godly one. So were the judges wrong for restoring the government as a godly one? Were they wrong to be involved in quote-unquote politics? No, they weren't. God raised them up to do just that. 
So whatever political party you, you belong to, keep in mind, and I'm speaking of political parties and not as individual members, um, not everyone believes right down the line what their party, what their party says they believe and support. But as Christians, we're to be sure that we're in line with the Word of God. One party is in line with the Word of God, uh, and it's, that's the party we should belong to. Now, if that party ever changes, if that party ever st starts to get away from the Word of God, then we're not supposed to be, even be part of that party. You know, we are supposed to stay true to the Word of God. But while we, we're, stay, we're still lucky in this nation that we have a political party right now that still holds true to the principles, the godly principles, biblical principles. And obviously that party is the Republican Party. The Democrat Party has completely abandoned the principles of God. And if you doubt that, if you doubt that, you can get my book. And I'm not here trying to sell a book. This is, I just want you to see what the truth is. Uh, look it up yourself. It's, it's not that difficult. Uh, it's what I did. I went through and I looked at the political platforms of the two parties to see where they stood on the different issues. And when I did so, then that's what, what you'll find in my book, Where's the Party? Where's the party stand in relation to the Ten Commandments? And it's, it's pretty clear to see in there. Is it important for Christians to be involved in politics? Not only is it important, it is imperative. We are supposed to be. The people that tell us that Christians aren't supposed to be involved in politics are obviously the non-Christians who don't want to be subject to God. They want to forget God. That they, that, that's the people that want to kill God, if you will. Uh, God is not dead. No matter what they do, no matter what they say, God is alive and well. Now, this idea that we're supposed to obey the government, no matter what the government says, um, that is that a biblical idea? Romans 13, it says to obey those in authority over you, for example. But it also says because these people, this is what a government should be. Government should be there f uh, for the good works uh, for and not to be uh, doing evil. Well, when government starts to do evil, when government goes against the word of God, who do we follow? Do we believe and follow the government or do we follow God? We follow God. So when, therefore, when the government starts to go against the principles of the, the Bible, starts to go against what God says, then we are no longer to be subject to that government in the sense that we're not supposed to obey the government. We're supposed to obey, obey God first and then the government. If you don't like that idea, it's real simple. All you got to do is make sure the government is doing what God's principles say government should be doing which is protecting the innocent, which is protecting your rights, really, as God-given rights. You know, that's what the government is supposed to be doing. It's not supposed to be out here trying to take your rights away from you, trying to make you a subject to the government. We are subjects to God first. And if the government is not subject to God, it is our Christian duty to become involved, to bring that government back to God. And when you do so... There will be conflict. There will be conflict with the enemies of God. Are we therefore supposed to just give in because we're not supposed to have conflict as Christians? No, we're, we're, <laughs> you're never going to be able to avoid conflict. But we're supposed to stand for God. And God says if you stand for him, you're going to have enemies. So he already acknowledges there's going to be conflict. Our, our idea of being a... Not our idea. Our duty as a Christian 
is to not shy away from that conflict, is to stand for God, stand for his word, and to do the right thing, even when it comes in conflict with what the government says. When the God and government come in conflict, you always side with God. What that means is you try to pull the government back over to where these godly principles are because that's what we're supposed to be doing as Christians. Now, what about pastors and churches? Those are two questions I really haven't answered yet. And so, therefore, I've got material for the next two podcasts. Uh, next podcast, I'll be talking about uh, pastors and churches. Maybe one of them, maybe both of them, because you really can't divorce the two from each other. But uh, we'll be talking about that. Should pastors be involved in politics? Should churches be involved in politics? So thank you for listening to the Revolutionary Insights Podcast. Uh, make sure you tune in next week. If you've noticed, I've, uh, I've released these on uh, on a Wednesday. Visit my website, revolutionaryinsights.com. And I do appreciate you being here. Appreciate you tuning in. Share this, please. Uh, let's get this message out there more to more Christians that we need to be involved. So God bless you and have a very good day.